Welcome to today's podcast of Daily Reflections and Reading the uh, Faith to Faith Devotionals. A little bit of Proverbs, a little bit of Psalms. Let's go ahead and read the Daily Reflections for today. I am behind one day, so we'll read the 12th and the 11th of our Daily Reflections book. Thank you for coming on. Let's go ahead and open up with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The 12-step program has put me back together in communion with myself and with others. And give, I get back to the community by doing 12-step 12, 12 work. <clears throat> Together, as we do this, we stay sharp. Iron sharpens iron. December the 12th, Daily Reflection. A common solution. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. <clears throat> we have a way out in which we can absolutely agree and upon which can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 17. The most far-reaching 12-step work was the publication of our big book. Alcoholics Anonymous, few can equal that book for carrying the message. <clears throat> my, idea, my idea is to get out of myself and simply do what I can. Even if I haven't been asked to sponsor and my phone rarely rings, I am still able to do 12-step work. I get involved in brotherly and harmonious actions. At meetings, I show up early to greet people and to help set up and to share my strength, strength, and hope. I also do what I can with service work. My higher power gives me exactly what he wants me to do at any given point in my recovery. And if I let him... My willingness will bring 12-step work automatically. Let's go ahead and read the 11th. A Genuine Humility, December 11th. We are actually to practice a genuine humility. This is to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of Him who presides us. Over us all. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 192. <clears throat> Experience has taught me that my alcoholic personality tends to be grandiose. While having seemingly good intentions, I can go off on tangents in pursuit of my causes. My ego takes over and I lose sight of my primary purpose. I may even take credit for God's handiwork in my life. Such an overstated feeling of my own importance is dangerous to my sobriety and could cause great harm to AA as a whole. My safeguard, the 12 traditions, serves to keep me humble. I realize both as an individual and as a member of the fellowship that I cannot boast on my accomplishments and that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful readings today. And I'm Fernando Alcoholic. We are actually to practice a genuine humility. This is to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of Him 
who presides over us all. Being a member of Alcoholic Anonymous, sometimes it's work. Sometimes you, you put off your daily chores to be in a meeting seven days a week, continually going and going. Now with uh, Zoom, we got uh, more meetings on top of uh, our regular face-to-face -face meetings. Um, the point I'm making is that this roughage of AA dedication is of no comparison to the roughage of not having a program and having to live with uh, turmoil and not thinking about others. That is called a dry drunk if you're not drinking. And it's it's been my experience that this is the easier, softer way. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to read today's uh, little 24-hour book and yesterday's. Oh, I can't seem to bring it up. Um, they want me to log in again. I purchased it a while back. And they, all right. Well, let's see if I can get it to download. That yeah, looks like it's downloading. Thank you so much. I have the twenty-four hour day from from um, Hazleton. I heard they have an incredible amount of daily devotions there. I haven't gone there because I think I have enough in my plate right now. Okay, we'll come back to that. Let's go ahead and start our reading with our um, our reading with uh, Faith to Faith with Kenneth Copeland and stuff. This is a training or Bible on college, a college degree of uh, uh, faith, faith to faith. All right, let's go. We have December the 11th, and then I'll move over to the 12th. To spread peace this Christmas. Can I cope Our scripture for today is Luke 12, 13 to 14, and says, and suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Christmas is a very important time of year. It's a time of year when the whole world is hearing the message of the birth of Jesus. It's a time when people are tenderhearted, the perfect time to plant seeds of love in the lives of those you meet. Sometimes those seeds may just take the form of a kind word in the middle of rush hour shopping. Other times you may get the opportunity to pray and minister to someone. But whatever the situation, keep a sharp eye out for even the smallest chances to assist people. I've had some outstanding experiences giving a few dollars to someone in need. They are taking the money. I tell them when they take the money, they, I tell them, this money is from the Lord Jesus Christ. I've served him. He is the one who instructs me to help you. It's amazing how many people are ready to hear what you have to say when you say it in love. They, they're starved for someone to really care. But that someone this Christmas season 
Be that someone. Spread the word about the peace that's available in Jesus. Tell about his goodwill toward men. Who knows how many of those small seeds may one day take root and bring one more precious person into the glorious kingdom of God. Okie doke. Uh, before I go to the 12, let me go ahead and read uh, Luke chapter 2, 1 through 20. It talks about the birth of Jesus. Here we go. Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the empire, empire, Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to the firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those in whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things to her inner heart and though and thought about them often. Wonderful, wonderful readings. Alrighty, let's go ahead and move over to December the 12th of Faith to Faith. Thank you. Here we go. Tune in. This is by Gloria Copeland. Tune in. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but unto God, for no man understand him, albeit the Spirit they speaketh mysteries. 1 Corinthians 14.2
For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Have you ever looked around at your own life or the life of the church and wonder why it's taking the Lord so long to get things in order? If so, let me tell you something I learned a few years ago. He's not the one who's slow. We are. It's not God's fault the church still has spots and wrinkles. It's not his fault that we are not living in total victory. He's always ready. He's the great I am. We're the ones who fall short. Compare it to turning on a radio. If you don't have it turned to it to exactly the right frequency, you won't be able to hear the station. It's not the station's fault. It's sending out signals perfectly. The problem is <clears throat> we haven't tuned into it. <clears throat> That's what's happening with us. We haven't fine-tuned our spirits enough to pick up the voice of the Spirit. Oh, we pick up a few things now and then, but mostly... We just fade in and out. We don't stay on God's wavelength all the time. How do we adjust our spiritual tuner? By praying in the Spirit. By praying in other tongues is the fastest, most effective method I know of to turn into God. Because instead of praying our own thoughts and plans, we're praying His. The Bible says that when we pray in tongues, we're speaking mysteries to God. In the spirit, we're calling for parts of God's plan we don't even understand with our natural minds, but the uniqueness of the Holy Spirit, we're praying the perfect will of God. You see, God knows how to deliver his people. He knows how to turn us into a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He has plans that will do it. He has a plan, and we'll tap into the plan and start releasing it into the earth by praying in the spirit, praying according to his will and not our own. This age will draw to a close quickly if we'll all get our minds and hearts in tune with what God's doing. There will be an explosion of the power of God that will turn this world around. Start adjusting your spiritual tuner today. Spend an hour praying in other tongues. Set your spirit on God's wavelength and just see how quickly the spots and wrinkles begin to disappear from you. All right. Now, with today's reading, <clears throat> let's go back to um, the little 24-hour book for today, the 12th of December. Hey, hey, stop for the day. The clergy speak of the spiritual fellowship of the church. This is much closer to the AA way than mere group therapy. Such a fellowship is based on a common belief in God and a common effort to live a spiritual life. We try to do this in AA. We also try to get down to the real problem in each other's lives. We try to open up to each other. We have a real desire to be of service to each other. We try to go deep down in the personal lives of our members. Do I appreciate the deep personal fellowship of AA? Meditation for the day. Love and fear cannot dwell together. By their very natures, they cannot exist side by side. Fear is a very strong force, and therefore a weak and vacillating love can soon be routed by fear. But a strong love, a love that trusts in God, is surely eventually to conquer fear. The only sure way to dispel fear is to have the love of God more and more in your heart and soul. Prayer for the day. 
I pray that love will drive out the fear in my life. I pray that my fear will flee before the power of the love of God. And, amen. Wonderful, wonderful. And December 11 says, AA thought for the day, thinking of the fellowship as group therapy is a very narrow conception of the depth of the fellowship. Looking at it purely as a means of acquiring and holy sobriety, it is right as far as it goes, but it doesn't go far enough. Group therapy is directed towards the help that the individual receives from it. It is using the companionship of other alcoholics only in order to stay sober ourselves. But this is only the beginning of real AA fellowship. Do I deeply feel the true AA fellowship? Meditation for the day. Most of us have had to live through the dark part of our lives. The time of failure, the time of our lives, when we were full of struggles and care, worry and remorse, when we felt deeply the tragedies of life. But with our daily surrender to a higher power comes peace and joy that makes all things new. We can now take each day as joyous sunrise gift from God to use it for Him and for other people. The night of the past is gone. This day is ours. I pray that I may take this day as a gift from God. I pray that I may thank God for this day and be glad in it. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. I pray that I stop seeking so much revelation and new stuff from God and use the stuff, the simple, the stuff that He's already given me. Things like... Um, Enjoy the sunrise, enjoy a walk, enjoy the natural scenery, and get love from there. It's a gift for God. To be fully here, fully in the now, to stay in the now, is a gift from God. And to thank God for my failures, because failure and success go hand in hand. Failure, if I accept failure properly, it turns into love. And love turns into gratitude. And we've got a good running automobile. And prayer for the day, I pray that I may take this day as a gift from God. I pray that I may thank God for this day and be glad in it. Beautiful, beautiful readings. All right, let's go ahead and jump to um, Proverbs uh, 11 and 12, please. If I may, thank you for listening in. And we're almost done. Proverbs 11, New Living Testament. The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but he delights in accurate weights. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Honesty guides good people, dishonesty destroys treacherous people. Riches won't help on the day of judgment, but right living can save you from death. The godly are directed by honesty, the wicked fall beneath their load of sin. The godliness of good people rescues them, the ambitions of treacherous people traps them. When the wicked die, their hopes die with them, for they rely on their own feeble strength. The godly are rescued from trouble, and it falls on the wicked instead. With their words, the godless destroy their friends, but knowledge will rescue the righteous. The whole city celebrates when the godly succeed. They shout for joy when the wicked die. Upright citizens are good for a city and make it prosper. 
but the talk of the wicked tears it apart. It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. There is danger in putting up security for a stranger's debt. It is safer not to guarantee another person's debt. A gracious woman gains respect, but rootless men gain only wealth. Your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. Evil people get rich for the moment, but the reward of the godly will last. Godly people will find life, evil people find death. The Lord detests people with crooked hearts, but he delights in those with integrity. Evil people will surely be punished, but the children of the godly will go free. A beautiful woman who lacks discretion is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. The godly can look forward for a reward, while the wicked can expect only judgment. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who herd their grain, but they bless the one who sells it in time of need. If you search for good, you will find favor, but if you search for evil, it will find you. Trust in your money and down you go, but the godly flourish like leaves in spring. Those who bring trouble on their families inherit the wind. The fool will be a servant to the wise. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, what will happen to wicked sinners? Proverbs 12. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. The Lord approves of those who are good, but he condemns those who plan wickedness. Wickedness never brings stability, but the godly have deep roots. A worthy wife is a crown for her husband, but a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. The plans of the godly are just, the advice of the wicked is treasures. The words of the wicked are like a murderous ambush, but the words of the godly save lives. The wicked die and disappear, but the family of the godly stands firm. A sensible person wins admiration, but a warped mind is despised. Better to be an ordinary person with a servant than to be self-important and but have no food. The godly care for their animals, but the wicked are always cruel. A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. Thieves are jealous of each other's loot, but the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escapes such trouble. Wise words brings many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. An honest witness tells the truth, a false witness tells lies. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healings. Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Deceit fills hearts that are plotting evil. Joy fills the heart that are planning peace. 
No harm comes to the godly, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. The wise don't make a show of their knowledge, but fools broadcast their foolishness. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers up a person up. The godly gives good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. Lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent makes use of everything they find. The way of the godly leads to life. The path, the, that path does not lead to death. Beautiful, beautiful readings. Just a couple of more minutes and we're done. Psalms 11 and 12. I trust in the Lord for protection, so why do you say to me, fly like a bird to the mountains for safety? The wicked are stringing their bows and fitting their arrows on the bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows at those whose hearts are right. The foundation of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates those who love violence. He will rain down blazing coals and burning sulfur on the wicked, punishing them with scorching winds. For the righteous Lord loves justice. The virtuous will see his face. Psalms 12. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. Neighbors lie to each other, speaking the flattering lips and deceitful hearts. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say, we will lie to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless, and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will rise up to rescue them, as they have long for me to do. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation. Even though the wicked strut about and evil is praising praise throughout the land. May your will may your will be done, God. Thank you for coming in today's uh, service podcast. Let's go ahead and pray the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Keep coming back. It's work because it's working. Just a drunk. My alcoholic drinking career lasted nearly 35 years. Drinking led to my becoming a liar and thief, constantly living in fear of being found out. Uncontrollable fits of boozing saw me fired, jailed, dishonored, suffering intolerably, going into hospitals, treatment programs, and AA. With a few variations, I repeated that performance over and over for about 19 years. 
Over a year of my life was wasted in treatment because no one could see that my real problems were the nagging wife, nasty bosses, and people who were out to get me. My way of asking for help was, here I am, turkeys, fix me. If you have my problems, you'll drink too. I sincerely hope that my financial treatment program and AA renewal was in 1978. This time around, I was lucky to find a sponsor who was strong on the AA program. Outlined in the big book, the program has a noteworthy track record, so he saw no need to put together a custom-made special purpose program, as I had tried to do so often in the past. His idea of carrying the message was like one beggar showing another where he finds the bread, not becoming their baker. The problem had been constant companions, but I have had a sober and reasonable contentment life since I tried to practice the AA program to the best of my ability. Alcoholics are like are likely to enter AA more eager to hear advice on how to straighten out their personal lives than how to learn to live sober, trouble and all, one day at a time. Because we are naturally protective of newcomers, a growing number of AA members are just as eager to offer explicit advice about resolving personal difficulties. In so doing, aren't we putting our work on a service plane rather than sharing our experience, strength, and hope? Working with others in the big book states, we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon others ahead of dependence on God. I have been down the long road. Here are key lines from whose responsibility, as in Bill sees it. An AA group, as such, I cannot take on the personal problems of its members. The solutions of his problems of living and growing rest squarely on the individual. Teaching and practicing the AA 12 step is the sole purpose of the group. The first part of AA's eight tradition reads, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional. In general, AA simply take this time to meet that AA is a society of amateurs and nobody gets paid for 12-step work. But professionalism has much deeper meaning. True professionals are highly educated individuals such as physicians, professors, psychiatrists, research scientists, and others, not merely people who are paid for working. There are professionals who are also alcoholics, but the idea of a professional alcoholic is far-fetched. In some AA group, there is no escape from would-be experts in alcoholism, sociology, psychology, pharmacology, or you name it. An AA newcomer who innocently asks a question may be inundated with a snap judgment directions and advice from these well-meaning gurus. A newcomer has no reason not to regard those unqualified AA as pros, but disastrous results are possible. I wonder where I'll be today if I had followed some strong advice that led me to serious considering separating from my wife. She supported me and I paid the bills during the long periods when I was incapable of working. After a suicide attempt, it was my wife who saved my life and who is in AA is qualified to urge another to discontinue taking medication. I pray that I will stay humble and not forget that I am just a drunk, sober today through the grace of God 
and the AA program. The next time I feel the urge to help some poor soul, I hope to remember the meaning of Tradition 8. I have much personal experience to share, but I learned professionalism. I ain't, nor do I, bake another's bread. Jack F. from Aurora, Illinois. I think I read that before. Sounds familiar? I wanted to read something that I haven't read before. Let me see if I can give you a snippet. Or give myself a snippet. Okay. Okay, here we go. A matter of choice from Marysville, Ohio. I've been in and out of AA for the last seven years. Currently, I am in prison. I asked the judge to send me here instead of to another treatment center. In the past seven years, I have walked out of over 27 treatment centers against medical advice and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I am here by choice. Weird, huh? Not really. I finally got to the point I've been trying to get to for seven years, willing to go to any lengths. I've been here only three months, but I've grown more in this short time than in the many years before. Anyway, I just wanted to send my sincere thanks to all of you and let you know how grateful I am for all you've done and are doing for me. It brings tears to my eyes. I am not alone and never need to be again. The people of the local central office put me in contact with an AA pen pal in Hawaii, and that's been neat. I hope she continues to write. This program is beautiful, and even though I am in prison, today life is beautiful too. Didi. Our next story comes from Ridgecrest, California, called Of Ghouls and Bushes. Of Ghouls and Bushes. This is a good time to reflect on some of the things I learned about myself as the next month I'll be moving into my 10th year of sobriety. Thanks to the grace of God, the AA program, and my loved ones. In my first few months of sobriety, I was feeling pretty smart and satisfied with myself. I had determined in my newfound wisdom that I could sort out the good from the bad stuff that I heard at meetings. When someone said something I didn't like or agree with, I automatically was categorized as bull in my mind. I didn't realize until fairly recently how much I was missing in those days. Over the years, i come to understand that one man's bull may be another man's burning bush. Early on, with not much of a grasp on humility, I don't know that what was shared at meeting was shared with the group, not just me. Now I know that although I may disagree with something said, I, a person across the table may hear it as a revelation in his program. Now I listen to it all. Coming to Believe from Oakland, California. These are letters from to the P.O. Box. One night, Diane and I were leading the beginners meeting downtown the central office. This was a structured series of meetings, and since this was the second time through the series, I thought I knew all the instructions. But all at once, the sentence loomed in front of me, explained the difference between religion and spirituality. I don't remember ever having seen that sentence before. 
it was like rereading a passage in the big book but seeing it for the first time. I gave some sort of answer about church and fellowship and we went on to the next set of instructions. However, the incident bothered me more than I wanted to admit. When I first came into the program, I was agnostic, or that was the label I put on myself. I could not accept any formal religion of God. My life was unmanageable, so I just sat there and listened. At the beginning of a meeting, we have a moment of silence before opening with the surrender prayer. After twiddling my tongue through this pause for some months, I realized I could ask for strength both for myself and for the people I cared for. So it wasn't wasted time anymore. This action gradually evolved into a feeling that I have a higher power. The word God is too concrete a word for what I feel. So I may read it as God, but it becomes higher power in my heart. I also changed the tense, tense of the second step in my mind. I am coming to believe. All of this may explain what happened. I woke up the Saturday morning following the beginner's meeting with the answer absolutely clear. Religion was something taught me, acquired, and external experience. While spirituality welled up from within and required no education, no Torah or Bible, no Shema or priest. I believe my higher power led me to this explanation as it was too clear and bright for so early in the morning. TT. Our next story is from Medford, New York, airing it out. I know that at some meetings we can't smoke because of fire or insurance regulations. I can accept that. That's life. I can also accept the fact that some folks really are allergic to smoke and must avoid smoke-filled rooms. Clearly, we need to have meetings that are smoke-free for these folks, but I am not comfortable with groups that don't allow smoking because it isn't it is another addiction AA is not in that business my group allows smoking we have an exhaust fan non-smokers know now know to sit by the incoming fresh air away from the exhaust fan I just wonder what do those groups that don't allow smoking do when a shaky drunk shows up to their meetings for the first time and lights it up? Do they treat him with empathy and understanding or do they tell him, this is a non-smoking meeting, you can't stay here? How many newcomers will stick around trying to detox themselves from booze and not smoke too? That was from Vince. And we'll end it right there till the next segment. Thank you for listening. Let's pray. Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. John G. Lake, page 27.
chapter 3. In the old days, when I was in Africa, I would walk into the native meetings when I did not understand the languages and would listen to the preacher preach for an hour, and I did not understand a word he said. But my soul was blessed by the presence of the Spirit of God. As bishop of the church, as I went from place to place holding conferences here and there among white and native people, in many of them people would speak either in English or Dutch. But I was just as much blessed when a Dutchman spoke and I did not understand him as when an Englishman spoke. Why? Because the things that blessed my soul was the living Spirit of God. Perhaps I had heard better words than his perhaps clearer explanation of the scriptures than he could give. But I was blessed by the presence of God. The things that the individual was ministering to my soul was the living spirit of God. This, the ministry of the Christian is the ministry of the spirit. If the Christian cannot minister the spirit of God in the true sense, he is not a Christian. If he has not the spirit to minister the real high sense, he has nothing to minister. Other men have intellectually, but the Christian is supposed to be the possessor of the Spirit. There should never be any misunderstanding along these lines in the minds of any. A minister of Jesus Christ is as far removed above the realm of psychological influences as heaven is above the earth. Blessed be God, he ministers God himself into the very spirits and souls and bodies of men. That is the reason the Christian throws down the bars of his nature and he invites God to come in and take possession of his being. And the incoming of God into our bodies, into our souls, into our spirits accomplishes marvelous things in the nature of man. A man came into my healing rooms one day and said, I am almost ashamed to call myself a man because I have simply indulged the animal of my nature so that I am more a beast than a man. You say, why don't you quit such a life? I have not the strength of my being to do so unless something takes place that will deliver me from this condition. I do not know what I will do. I tried to show him what the gospel of Jesus Christ was. I tried to show him that through living in the animal state, thinking animal thoughts, surrounding himself with beastly suggestions, and contacting the spirit of bestiality, bestiality, everywhere the element has taken such a possession that it predominated in the nature. I said, My son, the gospel means... There shall be a transference of nature. Instead of this living hell that is present in your being, the living holy God should flow into your life and cast out the devil, disposes the beast, and reign in your members. We knelt to pray, and today he came back with tears in his eyes and said, Mr. Lake, I feel I can shake hands with you now. I am a beast no more. I am a man. Yesterday, a dear woman was present in our afternoon service, 
She had a tumor that for 10 months the physicians believed to be an unborn child. She came with her nurse a few days ago to the healing rooms and told me her symptoms. The thing that fooled the physician was that there was not there was a movement that they considered similar to life movement. And the result was that during all these months they believed the woman would become a mother until the normal time had long passed. She was the first one to be prayed for after the Thursday afternoon service. Today she returns and says, Mr. Lake, Mr. Lake, I want you to see me. I have my corsets on. I am perfectly normal. When I went to bed, I was not aware that anything had taken place except that the choking had ceased and I felt comfortable. I was not aware of any diminution in my size. But when I awoke this morning, I was perfectly normal. I said, how did that tumor disappear? Was it in the form of a fluid? She said, no, nothing came from my person. Now I'm going to ask you, where did a great tumor like that go? What happened to it? Voice from the audience said, dematerialize. Yes, yes, the living God, a spirit, absolutely dematerialized the tumor. And the process was accomplished in one night while the woman slept. This is one of God's methods of surgical operation, isn't it? Beloved, the Spirit of God took possession of the dear soul's person. That tumor became filled with the Spirit of God and the effect of the Spirit of God in that tumor was so mighty, so powerful that the Spirit of God dissolved it. That is the secret of the ministry of Jesus Christ. That is the secret of the ministry of Christianity. That is the reason that the real Christian who lives in union with the living God and possesses his spirit has a ministry that no other man in all the world possesses. Why? He is full and experiences in his own soul the dissolving power of the spirit of God and takes sin out of his life and makes him a free man in Christ Jesus. Blessed be his name forever. A few weeks ago, a dear woman called me over the telephone and said, I have a young friend who is a drunkard, and the habit has such power over him that he will go to any excess to obtain. Dry state or no dry state, he has to have it. He is an intelligent fellow. He wants to be free. We have <coughs> invited him to my home for prayer, and he is here now. I want you to join me in prayer for him. I responded. I said, all right, but first you call one of your neighbors to join you in prayer for this man. Then when you are ready, call me on the phone and Brother Westwood and Mrs. Peterson and we will join you in prayer. She called me in a little while, and we united our hearts in prayer for the young man who was on the other side of the city. About 20 minutes afterward, he arose from his knees, and with tears in his eyes, he took the woman by the hand and said, I am a man of sense. I know when something has taken place within me, and the appetite has disappeared. The thirst is gone. 
that is the ministry of the Spirit, the ministry of God to man, blessed be his name. Isn't it a marvelous, wonderful thing that God has ordained an arrangement whereby man becomes God's own co-partner and co-laborer in the ministry of the Spirit? The church, which is his body, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. Just as Jesus Christ was the human body through which the living spirit was ministered to mankind, so God has arranged that the living church, not the dead member, but the living church, alive with the spirit of the living God, should minister that quickening life to another and thereby become a co-partner, a co-laborer together with God, Blessed be his name forever. Man have mystified and philosophized the gospel of Jesus, but the gospel is as simple as can be. Just as God lived and operated through the body of the man, Jesus, so Jesus, the man on the throne, operated in and through the Christian. Also through his body, the church, in the world. Just as Jesus was the representative of God the Father, so the church is the representative of Christ. And as Jesus yielded himself unto all righteousness, so the church yielded herself to do all the will of God. The secret of Christianity is being. The secret of Christianity is being. It is in being a possessor of the nature of Jesus Christ. In other words, it is being Christ in character. It is being Christ in character, Christ in demonstration, Christ in agency of transmission. When a person gives himself to the Lord and becomes a child of God, a Christian, he is a Christ man. All that he does and all that he says from that time forth should be the will and the words and the doings of Jesus, just as absolutely and entirely as he spoke and did the will of the Father. O oh Lord, Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name. For thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsel of old are faithfulness and truth. O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name. For thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsel of all are faithfulness and truth. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand.
the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purpose, so shall it stand. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of your righteous judgments endure it forever. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endure it forever. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. Thy works of thy hand are Verity and judgment. All thy commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever. And are done in truth and uprightness. Thy works of his hand are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has given meat unto them that fear him, he will ever be mindful of his covenant.
he has given me unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. He has remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. He has remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Thy testimonies are very sure, holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. My covenant, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. 
the counsel of the Lord stand it forever? The thoughts of his heart to all generations. The counsel of the Lord stand it forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people, Israel, according to all that he promised. There had not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people, Israel, according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochim and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you into the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. 
angel of the Lord came up from Gilgath to both Judah and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Judges 2, 1. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochim and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. There fail not aught of any good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel. All come to pass. There fail not aught of any good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel. All come to pass. There faileth not aught of any good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel. All come to pass. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God, which keeping it covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Know, therefore, that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Know, therefore, that the Lord thy God he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments.
to 8,000 generations. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, shall he not make it good? And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. And the Lord said unto Moses, is the Lord's hand whacked short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand whacked short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. Is anything too hard for the Lord? As the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee, According to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. The integrity of God's word. 
O Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsel of old are faithfulness and truth. O Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsel of all are faithfulness and truth. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and I have purpose, so shall it stand. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. The Lord of hosts has sworn, sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purpose, so shall it stand. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgment endureth forever. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. Thy works of thy hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. The works of his hands are are verity and judgment, and his commandments are sure. They stand forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He has given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has given meat unto them that fear him. He will be mindful ever of his covenant. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Until the time that his word came, 
the word of the Lord tried him. He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Thy counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people, Israel, according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgath to Boshim and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. There faileth not aught of any good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel, all come to pass. There faileth not aught of any good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel, all come to pass. Now know therefore that the Lord thy God he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth a covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Know, therefore, that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which Keep it covenant and mercy with them that love him. And keep his commandments to a thousand generations. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand wax short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. And the Lord said 
unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to thy time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have desired of him. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you, you a reason for the hope that is in, your, in you with meekness and fear. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Who have fled to refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered into within the veil. that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us? Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered it into that within the veil? And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandments of God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. 
But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for the helmet the hope of salvation. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this ministry, mystery, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. The mystery which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. To whom God will make known, to whom what is the riches of the glory of this mystery? To whom among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherefore you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. First Corinthians fifteen nineteen. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men 
most miserable. 1 Corinthians 15, 19. And now, abided faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of this is charity. And now, abided a lively faith, a hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Or say it he, it altogether for our sake. For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth shall plow in hope, and he that treasure in hope shall be partakers of his hope. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations work at patience, and patient experience, and experience hope, and hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Also, knowing that the tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope making not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Who against hope believed in hope? Who against hope? Believe in hope. That he may become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Thou, though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Be not a terror unto me, thou art my hope, in the day of evil, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no imagination, the people perish, but he that keepeth the words, happy is he. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous has hope in his death. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination for fools to depart from evil. 
Hope deferred maketh his heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Happy is he that has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. The Lord is nigh unto all that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Happy is he that has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. The righteous has hope in their death. But happy is he that keepeth the law. Thou art our hope, Lord, in the day of evil. My soul fainted for thy salvation. But I hope in thy word. But I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou bummed out within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou will hear, O Lord, my God. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou will hear, O Lord, my God. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yeah, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments, the word of the Lord, are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yeah, more than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. 
Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Psalm 16, 8-9 I have set the Lord always before me, praising Him, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Hallelujah, 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 amen, hallelujah, 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 amen. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy is He. Blessed be the Lord God who has given us His loving kindness and His faithfulness every day, every morning. His faithfulness is true and His mercy is brand new. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Your body awaits you. We wait on the Lord Jesus Christ to return. Holy, holy, holy is his name. Welcome to today's Sunday service. May the Lord bless you and establish you in his purpose. May his kindness convince you that he is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God sent to take away all the sins of this world, all the sickness and disease. May you be established in his purpose in proclaiming his glory that the son of god has come down and has lives in our hearts and shines forevermore amen blessed be the lord god who has given us eternal life through his son jesus christ amen welcome to today's sunday service again i i pray that you receive the elements please grab some bread and some juice for us to partake in the communion of the Lord. So let us go ahead and open our our mass service with the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Glory to you, Father. Let us go ahead and partake of the bread. He has. He gives us bread. For our eternal life. This is his body. Please pick up the bread. This is his body broken for you for the remission of sins. 
Thank you, Jesus Christ, that the elements represent your body, Lord, that you were broken for us, that you may establish your kingdom and your purpose in our hearts, that we may become the house of Christ, Lord. We give ourselves over to you, Jesus. Thank you for these elements, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross and taking our sins away, Lord. Let us go ahead and partake of the bread of life, the bread of Christ. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy is He. Thy works, Lord, is good unto our souls, Lord. This is the work that we should do, that we should believe in the one the Father has sent, Jesus Christ. And we believe, Lord, we partake of the bread, and our actions signify that we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And with that, we go ahead and take the wine. Jesus said, this is my new covenant established with you, ratified by my blood, that it will be well unto you forever and ever. Let us partake of the blood of Christ. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. You have established your purpose in our lives, Lord. Thou hast taken away sickness and disease from the midst of us. Thou hast blessed our bread and our water. Thou hast given us the work of thy hands. You have established us, Lord, to, to do your bidding, to do your happiness and your joy. We rejoice, Lord, that you've taken away from us our sin and our failures, Lord God. And you have restored us, Jesus Christ, unto the Father, and we are now children of God, restored, made brand new, fully forgiven, fully, holy, 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 nothing missing, nothing broken. We are good to go, Father. Amen. Let's go ahead and read some scripture. Thank you so much for coming today's Sunday service. The Lord, the Most High, He has exalted His name of His praises. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. All generations will be blessed because God has looked upon His lowly handmaid Mary and brought unto us a Savior this day. Amen. Then the man grew up. By the Sea of Galilee, the Lord saw two brothers, Peter and Andrew. He called them, Come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 
The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and mind. Andrew told his brother, We have found the Messiah, the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. The Lord speaks of peace to his holy people, to those who turn to him with all their hearts. Give glory and eternal praise to him. All you nations, praise the Lord for the steadfast is his kindly mercy to us. I, the Lord, am with you always until the end of the world. These are holy men who became God's friends and glorious heralds of his truth. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. I will feed my sheep, says the Lord, and give them repose. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. See, the Lord is coming, and with him all his saints. Then there will be endless day. Justice shall flourish in his time, and the fullness of peace forever. The Lord is just. He will award the crown of justice to all who have longed for his coming. The Lord opened his mouth in the assembly and filled him with the spirit of wisdom and understanding and clothed him in a robe of glory. The mouth of the just man utters wisdom and his tongue speaketh what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. The judgments of the Lord are true and all of them are just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The Lord has put his faithful servant in charge of his household to give them their share of bread at the proper time. The Lord is coming and will not delay, and he will bring every hidden thing to light and reveal himself to every nation. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Thanks be to God. The word of the Lord. And now a second reading. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord our God comes in strength and will fill his servants with joy. Lord, you are near and all your commandments are just. Long have I known that you decree them forever. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Let our lives be honest and holy in this present age as we wait for the happiness to come when our great God reveals himself in glory. I will look after my sheep, says the Lord, and I will raise up one shepherd who will pasture them. I, the Lord, will be their God. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. You have not chosen me, I have chosen you. Go and bear fruit that will last. 
the Lord open his mouth in the assembly and fill him with the spirit of wisdom and understanding and clothe him in a robe of glory. The mouth of the just man utters wisdom and his tongue speaks what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord has put his faithful servant in charge of his household to give them their share of bread at the proper time. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Nations hear the message of the Lord and make it known to the ends of the earth. Our Savior is coming. Have no more fear. Our God will come to save us. Come to us, Lord, and bring us peace. We will rejoice in your presence and serve you with all our hearts. See, the Lord is coming with all his saints. Then there will be endless days. The Lord our God comes with power. The Lord is just. He will reward the crown of justice to all who have longed for his coming. The Lord chose him to be high priest. He opened his treasures and made him rich in all goodness. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Thank you for coming to today's communion service. Our communion service has ended. Go in peace. You have satisfied the works and requirements of the Lord thy God. You worship in your heart and you cleanse your heart. Let's say, God, forgive me. Establish your purpose through your cross in my life. That I may go from here to do your works, to do your glory. To smile and live abundantly. In Jesus' name, may God bless you and restore you in right standing with you. Amen. Go in peace. Our mass service has ended.